This is Heather and David Doty. Welcome to the Upward with the Doty's podcast. We interview fascinating people from all walks of life to discuss the contributing factors of their success. I am a physician and David is an entrepreneur, real estate broker, and investor. We love learning about other people's journey towards success. Whether it comes from relationships, business, or both, do you want to be successful in life? If so, stay tuned to learn what success looks like and how to achieve it as we discuss the mindset and habits of those who are, perhaps, a few steps ahead of us on that journey. Good morning and welcome to Upward with the Dodies. David and Heather here with another special guest today. We talk about mindset, success, growth, personal betterment, and we are so excited to have a very special person here with us today, a dear friend, a Jesus lover, mama, sister, daughter, orphan advocate, attorney, business owner, creator, mentor, speaker, author, encourager, servant leader. We know that to be true. And the list goes on. As the CEO and managing attorney of Shepherd Law PLLC in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area, founder and president of the board of directors of Tribe 1418 Ministries, a nonprofit that seeks to care for orphans and the families who love them, and a certified coach, best-selling author and international speaker with the Athena Tribe, Candace Shepherd seeks to empower others in all aspects of life, from home to work and everything in between. She's also a legacy author for the Inspired Impact series. You can find out more about her in Women Who Shine and connect with her through the websites in the show notes. If you want to work with her or get involved, Candace Shepard, welcome and thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys, my dear, dear friends. This is going to be one of my favorite podcasts, and I think <laughs> one of the favorites for our listeners, too. So, Candace, your bio, obviously, is just huge. You have your hands in so many things. Can you summarize what takes up most of your time these days? What do you spend your days doing? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it, my days are controlled chaos, just a little bit of everything, 90 miles an hour in 20 different directions. And um, I'm just so uh, blessed to be able to be doing so many different things, and um, I think most of my time is probably spent either managing Shepherd Law or managing children or creating something new. That's about it. That's, that's, the, that's the bottom line of what it is. <laughs> I love it. So, Candace, you and I have known each other. How many years have we known each other? I'm going to say eight. Or eight. Yeah, eight. it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And the minute I met you, I, you were a kindred spirit to yes. me. I just knew yes. this is one of my people. And... Um, yeah, I just, I'm just thankful for you I'm thankful for your journey and how multifaceted it is and how you've propelled me on to pursue greater things as well, too. Right back so, at you, my friend. So what's your biggest passion these days? What do you love to spend the most of your time doing? My passion these days is my humans and my humans are anywhere from my children to my best girlfriends. I've got 10 besties and I love them like sisters. Um, my parents, my brother and his family, um, just just my humans, my staff at Shepherd Law. Um, and also adding new humans to the list because, um, you know, as, as you know, we're, when we're doing great things in the kingdom, more things come to us. And I think God puts people in our path that we're intended to connect with and 
work with. And so that's, that's really just where my passion lies is being with my humans, encouraging and lifting up and pouring in and taking out all the things. I, I love that. I don't hear very many people use that phrase, my humans, <laughs> on a daily basis. But where does your love for people, because you genuinely love people, mm -hmm. where does that love come from? Jesus. Yeah, there's there's no other way to put it. Um, I, he, humans are a flawed species. We're, you know, we, we hurt each other and we, we do terrible things and we tear each other down. But at the end of the day... Um, I really think we also um, have the unique ability to show Jesus to each other and to be the light that we need to see. And despite all of the hardships, I would guess, I would say, that I've faced, the, the human experience is still the thing that keeps me going. Jesus has put so many amazing people in my path, and I'm just so grateful. So why wouldn't I give that love back, reflect it back? One of the things you do so well, which contributes greatly to your success, I, I believe, is how you validate people, how you listen to people, and how you make people feel important. And I know even from my own experience, uh, from the first time we met, I felt like I mattered, which for those of you who don't know very many attorneys, who don't know very many real estate agents and, and the day-to-day -day in this business, a lot of times the attorneys are so busy and and so sought after they put these walls up but with you it was the opposite like i felt like you were pursuing me for my business whether instead of me pursuing you and and um so thank you for doing that because i think it makes a big difference not just for me and my team and this little company that we're that we're growing but in life the example that you're setting is is really powerful i appreciate that that's very kind of you to say yeah, so I, I want to flesh out a little bit of the different projects that you have your hands in. Sure. Um, so let's dig into your law firm first, because it's grown, I think, two and three times a year, mm -hmm. I think I read on your website. And one of the things, I stalked your website a little bit this morning <laughs> and found some really awesome quotes. Some are deep and some are just lighthearted. You call your law firm not your daddy's law firm, is what you say <laughs> on your website. Tell us about that. What, is, what does that mean? When So when I started Shepherd Law, a long, long time ago, I had, I, I did not want to do it, right? I, I had no interest in owning a law firm, running a law firm. I did not want to do it. And I argued with Jesus for a very long time on that. I, Please don't make me do this. <laughs> and ultimately, of course, um, did pursue it and, and take that leap and walk into, step into faith to do the thing. And um, the main thing that I was after when I walked through the door with that shiny new business plan is that it wasn't going to be the same as where it was everywhere else. It, we just weren't going to be that, those people that were, you know, callous and cold and I'm better than everybody. It was never about Candace. It was always about serving. And, um, I think that's, what's made it really, really fun. And also pretty, pretty well received is that the goal has always been to serve. You know, it's, I'm, my name is on the wall, but I'm never the most important person in the room. And I'm here to serve you. How can I help? So that's mm. that's how we're not your daddy's law firm. Coming from a litigation background, that was a very dramatically different uh, way to approach the practice of law. But that's mm. that's how I wanted to do it, or I wasn't going to do it. By golly, mm. <laughs> that's excellent. That's actually one of the second quotes that I wrote down, and I'm going to repeat it again because I think it's so powerful. When you define 
your law firm. You actually say our law firm because even though your name is on the door, you're never the most important person in the room. And I think about that when I'm with you and all of these gatherings that we're really kind of sitting in the midst of some pretty amazing greatness. You, Candace, who have done just amazing things, and I know you're shaking your head, and you are amazing, and yet you keep this posture of humility. How do you translate that? Your team now is pretty big at mm-hmm. this point between authorship and the nonprofits and your um, law firm. How do you transfer that and lead your team to that same place? Um, I'm not sure I'm following the question you're asking me. Are you asking how I convey that to others or how I get how them? How do you envision your team to follow that same path toward leading in humility, servant mm-hmm. leadership? How do you rally your troops together? You know, I think it's um, it's a it's a top-down thought process. It, if, if I'm modeling this method of behavior and this is how I operate on a day-to-day basis, then, then the people who have chosen to follow um, me as a leader are going to, in part, choose to follow that mode of operations as well um we also we also really reward people for for serving that way in the firm you know it's um we we seek we seek to hire for character and we seek to hire people who are looking to serve um we're you know at the end of the day we all have to we all we all have to cash that check and pay our bills and feed our families that's very important and i won't downplay what that looks like but there are choices that you can make in how you go about doing that. And when you work with us, it's because you want to serve and it's because you want to make a difference and it's because you want to do great things in the world and the community and the money will follow. That's, that's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. So it's just modeling that behavior and expecting mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. We don't, we don't chase the money. We, we do the right thing. We serve people and then the money just happens to follow. It's yep. just, natural progression. Right. Can you talk a little bit about your childhood, your upbringing, and how that contributes to who you are today? Sure. Um, so I grew up in a really, really small town. I don't know do you, I don't know if you know this, Heather, but my graduating class was 28 kids. It was the same 28 kids I went to kindergarten with, just about. <laughs> so that that's a very um, unique little bubble to grow wow. up in, both um, both a spotlight and, um, and, and insulated from the the harsh realities of the world. But then the harsh realities of the world came in, in middle school. And uh, a lot of things went really sideways and very painful. And a lot of, um, a lot of really big traumas from middle school through high school to when I left. So there were, there were beautiful things about growing up in a small town. And there were also really hard things about growing up in a small town. But what remained constant was that sense of community and uh, the work ethic that was required to to be a part of a community such as that, you always had to pitch in and you always had to do your thing. And there were people who knew me to my core, knew me from the time of birth till the time I grew up and still loved me despite my faults. So those, I think those things really instilled um, a sense of confidence, um, I think, is the way, the way I'd put it, confidence in that, yeah, I can be flawed, but I can still do hard things. So there was, there was really good things. And my, my parents were amazing. And my brother was my 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 fight partner through all of it. You know, it was just there was a lot of really good people that came alongside during the hard times, and that stuck with me. So I seek out the people who are going to be by my side during the hard times still, and I want to be that person who's going to be by my my people during their hard times as well. You you are that person. So so you left small town middle America. Yeah. And where'd you go? 
So the first thing I did was join the military. I wasn't sure there was going to be money for college after everything that had went down. So um, that was my way to get education paid for. That was eye-opening, to say the least. It was a great experience. Um, and then the next thing I did was go to college and never looked back. Got, edu- got a great education, worked really, really hard, um, and just never looked back. I, I, fig- I, I honed in on what it is that I decided to do and just didn't look back. Did you go th- straight through to law school after college? After college, I took a year off to finish okay. my army contract okay. and then went straight to law school after that. Yeah, yeah. excellent. And then yeah. I started becoming a, and then I started working as a litigator. <laughs> I was mean as a snake. So <laughs> different from where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> she used up all her mean in those years. That's right. There's nothing left, no mean left. No, no, no mean. Well, it was pretty mm-hmm. uncomfortable because I'm just, yeah. that's not who I am. Yeah. So um, it was... It was a challenging role to play. Mm, but not not quite true to your character. Not true to my character. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. That's You've exactly had some right. amazing journeys. You have recently entered a season where you're authoring some books yeah. at this point. Can you tell us a little bit about your most recent books? Uh, yeah. So fun. So fun. Um, so Not Your Daddy's Law Firm was the first one, and that was in a in a larger compilation called Success. And then I was, I was invited to work on this series called Inspired Impact with um, every year they put out a book of just amazing women authors that have gone through some significant, amazing things. And the first one was called Women Who Shine. And a lot of my, a lot of my original journey that I just touched on was in that book. And then I was asked to be a legacy author on the next book, which is Women Who Dream. And uh, that's coming out in July. And the funny story about that one, um, my my publisher is just the sweetest woman on the planet. She's very nice. But I was two weeks, three weeks past the due due date, the deadline. Miss Candace, are we close? Are you close to getting done? Are you close to getting done? And meanwhile, I'm saying, yeah, 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 I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I had nothing. I had nothing. I was not even a little bit close to being done. And just in a lot of prayer and a lot of um, time with God, what do I do here? What do I do here? And I finally figured it out. God-sized dream. That's that's mm. the book. So that's coming out in July. God-sized dream. God-sized dream. I love it. Yeah. It's cool. I'm, mm. I'm excited. That is cool. I was listening to a, um, a teaching this morning from a coaching program that I'm doing called Unblinded, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And they were talking about um, the the dream graveyard mm-hmm. and how a lot of people just never, they never get out and do they, they dream, they have these desires and then they never put in the hard work to achieve those. And I love that you are somebody who models the hard work. You're out there doing it. So do it's amazing. Hard. Yeah. Thank you. Do the things they say. Yep. So Candace, what is your God sized dream for the next five to 10 years? Well, I, uh, we have a goal at Shepherd Law to quadruple in the next two years, uh, double mm-hmm. this year and double next year. And um, the plan with that is for me to step into more of a CEO role and less mm-hmm. of a practitioner role and and model that mindset a little bit more fully, flesh that out a little bit. And with that, uh, with that process to um, – beef up some of the other projects I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And one of those is Tribe 1418 Ministries, mm-hmm. and the other is the Athena Tribe, which I think we're probably going to rebrand. But both of those uh, projects are, are passion projects. Um, 
God-sized dreams mm-hmm. that were dropped into my brain a long, long time ago, but that are still very, um, very much important to me and, you know, an exciting endeavor to get ready to walk down. But that's the goal for the next five to 10 years is to really flush those out and really um, spend some time working on those as soon as I can step back from Shepherd Law just a little bit. To quadruple, is that transactions? Is that revenue? Is that? We have to quadruple the revenue in order to add the staff to continue the service model that we have. We also really, really want to add an adoption and immigration section. Um, the The key challenge is, is talent. We don't want to bring anybody into the house who's not going to to add to the character that we've already got there. So we're we're just in in prayer about how he wants to grow that. Um, but we do want to increase real estate by by double. Um, the estates division needs to quadruple uh, just because of the number the way the numbers work out and um, the way we want to help the number of people we want to help translates to a quadruple of numbers and then add that that fourth practice area adoption and immigration. So tribe fourteen eighteen, it's a compelling name. Yeah, there must be some meaning behind that. I, you know, I, um, I happen to know the the genius behind the creative process that came up with that name. Actually, Heather came up with the name. It beautiful thing. Every family, every child deserves a family. Every yeah. family needs a tribe. Do you want to share the rest? Yeah, of it? yeah. So Candace and I have had the privilege of being. Um, enjoying friendships of several other adoptive moms. And Candace, how many? We have like 70 children altogether, some crazy number. The like last that. time we checked, it was 74. 74. Among all of us. Yeah. I think that has increased since then. Yeah. Yeah. And many of those are adopted kiddos and they have our hearts and mm-hmm. we have each other in friendship. And um, Candace, I'll let you share your vision for the. Um, the nonprofit itself, the mm-hmm. name comes from the verse John 14, 18, um, is, is where we coined it. But I'll let you share. Your vision for the the uh, so the vision has um, has definitely morphed over time has has evolved over time as we've been in prayer and I don't think we've fully fully landed on what we're trying to accomplish with it but the goal is the 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 twelve of us have been so rooted in um, mission and fellowship and friendship and love the last you know however many years eight years or whatever it is that we've been on this journey together that uh, we got to talking about how crucial it is to have your humans, to have your tribe, and to be able to lean on them. And man, I don't know how I would have gotten through some of the things I've been through, especially with my adopted kiddo, without these women. And we started talking about four years ago about how we could flip that around and give back. Because this is definitely, this group is definitely God-ordained. There's, you know, on paper, none of us make sense together. But in reality, we're so good together. And what do people do when they don't have a tribe like this around them to help them through this process? It's, pain, it's gotta be painful. So we, we, we're, 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 we're just in deep in prayer about how we can use this friendship that we have been gifted with to create other friendships and other tribes to help people who are going through the same or similar journeys as us. Cause it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not, it's not simple. It's beautiful, but it's not simple. Yeah, I agree. And I've, I've watched you just as a testament to you push through hard times and pursue your child yes. despite all hardship, all struggle, all strife. You continue to pursue and love and um, honor him in that way. So just good job, mama. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And the story's not done. We're, That's something that we believe passionately, absolutely. that we are in the midst of this journey with the other humans, whether they're our kids mm-hmm. or friends or 
coworkers, whoever, our story is not written yet. Mm-mm. It's still unfolding. And so we have to really learn through the challenges and be willing to change through the challenges. And I've watched you do that amazingly well. Oh, thank you. I just got big goosebumps because mm-hmm. my, my son's journey is not done. And nope, it is not I'm, done. I'm so, so grateful to see the, the strides he's made and I'm excited to see what's next. But yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not finished yet. Yeah, you're his champion and everybody needs a champion just as like they need a tribe and yeah. do that wonderfully. So yeah. how about the other um, Athena tribe? Is that what you mentioned? Yes, it's called Athena Tribe right now. Um, I think it's probably going to go through some rebranding before we launch it, just because um, you know Athena is so women centric, and and um, I I originally came to the thought of branding it the Athena Tribe just because it it is a intended to be a women centric organization. Um, I think you know I've mentioned the humans who have poured into me and lifted me up when I couldn't stand on my own and. I was spoken into at a very young age that everything I've gone through is going to help somebody else go through similar or, you know, other challenges that they might need to get through. And, and, uh, to me, that means lifting up other women, but you know, part of lifting up other women is lifting up the men who love them. So I'm not sure how that's going to shake out yet, but the bottom line is that it's all going to be about motivation and mindset and, um, discovering your God give God given talents and gifts, and making sure that you're you're firmly in 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 the middle of His will and doing doing great things for the kingdom. So, I love I it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah, I'm excited to and see, see, what, see what comes of it. I love it. So, how do you? We talk a lot about success. We've tossed around that word quite a bit. How do you define success? I, and I love that question because I think success is so um, individual. It's an individual definition. And we grew up in an era where success meant you made a lot of money and you had big titles and and you did big things, right? But I don't I don't think I think we're in a in a season of change in our country where in our society just in general where success doesn't isn't defined by that one thing. And for me, I've had a lot of a lot of successes that the world would call successes, and I'm and I'm proud of those and I'm I've worked hard for them and all of that. But for me, my greatest success is how I've served, how I've loved, how I've shown up for those that I love and, and how I give back to the world and the kingdom and, and, um, and my kids, how they, how they show up as an, in adulthood someday. Um, so I, I think success is for me is defined more about my humans, how, how I shown up to love those people. In my book, you're pretty, pretty darn successful already when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Candace, if you could go back you mentioned you were just leaving town right after high school, mm-hmm. going off to bigger, further away things. It's probably, probably scary. Oh things. man, terrifying. If you could go back and speak to 17 year old Candace, what's one or two sentences or a few words that you would tell yourself to prepare yourself for that journey? Mm. I don't know that I would have wanted to prepare myself. <laughs> I think if I had known how hard it was going to be, I might have I might have rolled up into a little ball and quit. <laughs> um, so maybe seventeen year old me, me would just need to know, hey girl, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be all right. Just keep pushing through. Keep praying. Find the people. Find the people who are going to walk through this with you. But keep going. Don't yeah. stop. Find the people. I love that. Mm-hmm. Candace, would there, are there resources that have benefited you? Whether books, quotes, speakers, podcasts, whatever that you found to be most helpful for success mindset driving you forward have been great encouragements to you. Yes. Yes. 
absolutely. I'm a big proponent of of reading and and um, listening to people who are smarter than than I am and um, having conversations with people who are doing things that I want to do and and all of that. I think that the first most impactful book that I ever read, and I still read it every couple of years, is The Purpose Driven Life. And it all comes back to it's not about me, it's about God, about what he wants from you, what he wants you to do. So um, I think that's the biggest resource. But then, you know, other resources, of course, anything you can get your hands on that teaches you to be a better human and changes your mindset and helps you focus in on different things. And yeah, I'm a big proponent of it. I, I, I highly encourage listening to Upward with the Doties on a, on a weekly basis. <laughs> Checks in the mail, sister. <laughs> um, one of my favorite quotes is, I believe, from Mark Twain. He said, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day that you figure, figure out, out why. why. Yeah. Have you figured out your why? It's okay if you haven't yet. I know you've made lots of strive, strides and achieved success in many arenas. There was a period of time where um, I was in so much pain that I didn't think I could make it through another day. Um, I wasn't sure how to get through what I was going through. I didn't see an end in sight. And um, I, 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 at the time, I didn't recognize that this was what was happening. But um, I, I literally couldn't get out of bed. And I couldn't stop crying and I couldn't figure out how to put one set, one foot in front of the other for another day. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I, I was like, I'm done. I'm uh, God, I'm done. And I remember hearing a still small voice. And if you're, you're in the word and you're in prayer, that still small voice is going to show up. It might show up differently for different people. But for me, it was a still small voice that said, you're going to be okay. And you're going to use this. This is not in vain. Uh, you're going to help a lot of people by putting me in the middle of this solution to this mess. Because there's a solution to this mess. You don't see it right now, but it's there. We're going to get through this and you're going to help people with it. And that was, that has, that from that moment on, I think I was 15, from that moment on, um, that was my why. So. I think that's so important. I, countless people that we've interviewed, not we're still waiting for the person who might come to us and say, yes, my life was handed to me on a silver platter. And I was mm -hmm. easily propelled towards success. Really the most successful people, however you define it, that we've interviewed have gone through significant trials and significant hardships. So mm -hmm. I think finding that redemptive purpose, and that's a choice, I mm -hmm. think, that we have to make and come before the Lord because we know that he works all things together for good right. for those who are called according to his purpose. So I think that's just excellent. Yeah. Just finding that why in yeah. there and, and allowing him to use it. Well, and I think it's less about finding it, but, and more about allowing it because mm -hmm. he's got mm -hmm. it. He, he's got it's the there. why. And if you, if you let him pour that into you and if mm -hmm. you let him speak that into you, mm -hmm. it, it's it, at the end of the day, it's his why mm -hmm. it's all his. If you allow it yep. to be. Yep. It's a life surrendered. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Candace. So Candace, you are really busy with all of your ventures. I mean, I'm just envisioning supporting <laughs> these law firms and associates and team members and all of the humans in your life and your fur babies that I know of as well, too, oh and your friends and all of these things. How have you been able to balance work and life or integrate them together, whatever terminology they're using these days? Mm -hmm. But how do you keep it all afloat so that you are whole and well and healthy through the process? I think that is 
probably the best question you can ask a woman as a woman. How are you doing it all? Because the answer is always, it should always be, I'm not doing it all. I am not. I have a ton of help. I fall short many times and ask for forgiveness, but I do try to integrate all of it in a way that makes sense and gets most of the important things done and make sure that the priorities are in order so that the most important things are done before the least important things and, um, you know, all the things, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy, um, but it's worth it. And this is just, I, this is just a season in in a minute, my kids are going to be grown and gone and the law firm will slow down and, you know, different things will, will happen. So I'm, I'm enjoying the season and all the chaos, but I know that it's not going to last forever. So just trying to put the right things in first place and second place. place. Mm, That's excellent. You balance it beautifully. And yes, we can't do it all. We no, can't keep we it cannot. all spinning at one time. Absolutely and that's not. okay. Yep. It's it's a process, right? That's right. Yep. Can I throw you a curveball? Oh, please. You mentioned change and you said offhand law practice might slow down. Um, do, do you have any insights or, or thoughts about where the economy is going, where the housing market is going? Um, <laughs> This, this question might not age well. No pressure. We never, no, nobody has a crystal ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'd, I'd love to just to hear your thoughts because it's something I think about every day. So my thoughts with um, the economy and the real estate market in particular is that nothing is constant, right? It, it, we go through our ebbs and our flows, and I think we're getting ready to go through an ebb. Uh, I don't think my, my personal opinion is that it's not going to crash the way it has in the past. It's just going to retract. Um, but we, I mean, we can't stay on the highs forever. We, it's just not possible. So, um, hopefully we've all prepared during the highs for the lows to come cause they're coming and we'll ride it out until we, until we are on the upswing again. But yeah, it's the, the low is coming. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. I hope it's not as low as it has been in the past, but, um, you know, this, this world is chaotic and unpredictable. So, and I think Charlotte probably will weather the housing, the housing retraction better than than many metro areas just because everybody's swarming to get here. Rightfully so. It's a great place to be. (laughs) It is a great place to be. Absolutely. I can't believe that we're already at 30 minutes and I, I just, I feel like we're just getting started. Yeah. Um, We're going to have to have you back again to do this. So fun. To part two. (laughs) And um, I don't know, Heather, any, any closing thoughts that you might have? Candace, is there anything for, for our audience who's just looking to shift their mindset and, or maybe they're going through a rough time and mm-hmm. trying to push through that, any last minute words of wisdom or encouragement that you'd like to leave? Um, I don't know about wisdom, um, but encouragement. My, um, my wisdom is not from me, but my encouragement is to lean in to the Lord and lean into your God-given gifts and purposes and talents. And if you don't know what those are, there's ways you can find it, but start with prayer. Just start with quiet time with the Lord. And um, I would encourage you to find your people. My people are so important in me finding my way back when I've veered off the, <laughs> off the path that I should be on. And um, there's no shame in it. There's there's absolutely no shame in asking for help. And in fact, I think it's a really beautiful thing when you have people you can ask. And you do. So I ask for a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's true. We are not meant to do this alone. No, we are created for connection. Candace, thank you so much for being here. We thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your leadership, for your inspiration. We just 
cherish you. And I cannot wait to see what God has in store for the next chapters in your books and in your businesses and your nonprofits. I'm just excited. I'm so thrilled to watch you pour into others as he pours into you. That's just an amazing, incredible testimony. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you in addition to the websites that we're going to have on the show notes? That's the best way. Yeah. Through the websites. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're scheduling a real estate closing mm-hmm. or um, so if you want to work, yeah, if you want to work with Shepherd Law in particular, um, on our website, there's all the the in, information for how to get a hold of us. We've got a main number and a human answers. And then for closings, we have a specific email for estates. We have a specific email. So I'm not the first person you'll talk to, but if you really need me at some point, you'll get me. Absolutely true. That's been my experience too. Yeah. Candice, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 